look at what they're doing there. If they look like they're really rowdy and partying out all the time, you can expect some more damage on your property than if someone looked a lot calmer on their social media. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com and there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of the fluffy stuff with us today. Joe Denardi. How you doing, Joe? I'm good, Joe. How about you? I am doing well and a little bit more about Mr. Denardi's background. He is the CEO and co-founder of Dwell.co, which is an online property management and listing platform designed specifically for the off-campus college housing niche. He bought his first rental unit while in college and rented the extra beds out to his friends. He created Dwell.co to professionalize the off-campus market and to bring it into the 21st century. With that being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure thing, Joe. So I actually got into real estate because of my mom. She owns a recycling company, and during the 2008 recession, it started hurting, and she wanted to diversify her cash flow streams. So she came to me to help her find a different vehicle to produce cash flow. And after searching around, reading around, listening to some podcasts, I thought real estate would be a good fit because it's fairly easy to hop right into and cash flows fairly quickly compared to other businesses. So from there, we struck a partnership. She'd provide the money. I would do the management. We scooped up a few duplexes in some blue collar neighborhoods in Jersey. And from there, they started cash flowing nice. Everything was going great. And then I was off to college where I decided to keep it going. I didn't really want to dorm six foot three, didn't really fit in the beds. So at that point, I decided why not just buy a property and rent out the extra beds to my friends. This way, the mortgage is covered, gets paid down, and I still own the asset at the end. And after four years of college, I realized, well, college rentals have a lot higher cash flow than a traditional rental because you're renting out by the bed and not just the house. So single family, three bedroom, instead of getting 2000 a month to renting it to a family. I could rent it out as six beds to college kids paying 650 each for about 4000 a month. And uh, after that is when the property management struggles came in of dealing with student tenants. And I was talking to one of my friends who was actually still in college and looking to rent the property and was complaining about how hard it was to actually find a college rental because most of it is word of mouth and the current sites out there weren't very user-friendly and you had a very hard time actually finding a property online because most of the time there either was no picture, it was just a picture of the outside of the property. And after we got talking, we decided to do something about it. And that's what kind of led to the idea of Dwell.co in which we'd create a system designed specifically for college landlords and college students to better help landlords manage their properties and better help students 
find a quality place to live while in school. What are some of the unique characteristics that you had to incorporate with your website because of your target audience? A lot of it is a lot of students don't have a background at all. So a lot of landlords want a rental background. So a lot of landlords want a co-signer on the lease. And most of the platforms out there didn't really have the capability to do that. So we had to build in the ability for a co-signer to come on and sign for the actual tenant. Also with there being one lease, but up to possibly 12 different kids on the lease, it had to be very versatile. A lot of the current leases were on other sites were very rigid. You can only add a few people on it and only add one bank account for the property where with kids, obviously 12 kids all need their own bank account to pay. And as far as the management end goes, those are pretty much the biggest points. Multiple bank accounts, co-signer on the lease, and one lease, but up to 12 different college students on the lease. The bank account thing, that is, I suspect, a technical configuration, but the co-signer and one lease, but 12 different people on the lease, I imagine that's just you work with an attorney, draft up some sort of template, and then have that on the website. Is that right? Yeah, that's pretty much right. We are looking to work with an attorney to provide more templates for landlords. Most of the landlords are just providing their own lease and simply just uploading a PDF onto the site so the kids always have access to the lease. So there's never a disagreement of what was in it and what wasn't, and they can always just point to it. So you created a website, and it has these components to it to be more friendly for uh, landlords and also college students. What other things did you have to take into consideration? When building it, it was a lot of legal loops we found we had to jump through to not put ourselves in a place where we were considered the property manager. Mm -hmm. We made some big mistakes early on. We tried outsourcing development to offshore developers, and that just ended up eating a lot of money and a lot of time and didn't produce anything. We actually ended up just picking up coding, learning it ourselves. Then we were able to actually crank it out a lot quicker and have a very versatile website. When did you first launch it? We launched about three months ago now, and we have just shy of 100 users at this point, and we're actually in the process of building a listing portal so college kids can find their apartments easier, and that should be launched in mid-September, and that's when we're really going to kick up marketing and really provide a lot more value to people. Are you still buying properties while you create this? I took a little stop from buying properties. (laughs) You've been busy? Yeah. And we're bootstrapped. So I funneled all my money into this. Okay. I interrupted you. Were you about to say you had to pay off something? No, thank God my mom covered my student loan. So I was able to dive right into this. Good stuff. Well, when you say 100 users, are those college students or are those landlords with properties? Those are landlords with properties. And then about each landlord has, I'd say on average, three tenants. Okay. How did you find those 100 landlords with properties to get on your website? All the co-founders are Rutgers alumni. So we started at our alma mater, pretty much went door knocking, got tenants to give us their landlord's information. And from there, we contacted them directly to start building a first interest. And then we found once we got to 40 or so users, organic reach started to pick up. A lot of these guys talked to each other and a few of them own multiple properties. So once we 
kind of define our setting at Rutgers where be ready to start expanding to other schools. That's great stuff. What are some unique challenges that you noticed as an owner of the property when you were a landlord that you had to take in consideration whenever you're working with college students? The biggest was definitely getting a co-signer. I actually got burned on one of my properties. I didn't have a co-signer. One of the kids decided just to not pay, caused a lot of problems. There's four kids in the properties, caused a lot of problems in the group. The one kid just decided to leave, and it cost me about two months of headaches to sort everything out. Luckily, the other guys were good kids and decided to step up and cover their lease, so I didn't really have to take anyone to court. But it caused a lot of problems, and I had to end up discounting a quarter of the rent for one month instead of doing cash for keys or anything like that. How much does it cost to build a website like Dwell.co? I'd say we just passed the six-figure mark, and going forward, it's just going to start costing more and more (laughs) until we got to get funding within the next three months. We're going to probably start going for funding. This way, the business model's proven, and we have something to show. Are you making money right now? These are two separate questions. One, are you bringing in income? Two, are you making money? We're bringing in income. Right now, the costs are higher than the revenue, though. You got 100 landlords. What would be the break-even point for you? Our break-even point would be 800 tenants on the system about. So three tenants per landlord, probably around the 300 landlord mark would be our Mm -hmm. break-even. What else have you learned through this process? I learned to expect the unexpected, definitely. A lot of things come up and change, and you got to learn to be quick on your feet and on the fly. And with technology, a lot of things can happen in a very short amount of period of time. you got to be able to pivot quickly. What would you say to someone who has a rental property and it is near a school, but they don't do student rentals? I'd say to switch over and do student rentals. It's a lot more lucrative. It can be a little bit more of a headache because this is the kid's first experience being out of the house, first time living on their own. You got to educate them a little about leasing and rental process. But in the end, you'll make more money. Like I said, it's 650 per bed. So, so long as you got three bedrooms plus, you'll end up making more renting out to the students than you would to a typical lease. And as far as maintenance goes, So long as you're putting in stock cabinets, very typical, easy to find, cheap materials, the maintenance cost will end up being the same as if it was a normal rental because obviously the items will be cheaper, but college kids do put some wear and tear on it. So that kind of negates that cost saving. You mentioned the $650 per bed. You're referring to where Rutgers is, right? But in Lubbock, Texas, for example, it's probably going to be a lot cheaper than 650 per bed. You're just using based on the numbers that you're looking at in Jersey? That's based on what we're looking at in Jersey. And then we did a little bit of research and found the prices may be cheaper in other places, but proportionally, it's pretty much the same increase. What about if a investor has a property, they are near college, they have a property management company who does not have experience with student rentals, How should they approach that? Because you're saying it's more lucrative. Great. I'm all in. But oh, wait, wait a second. I don't have my management company in place that can do that. If they're with a management company, I'm confident that the management company could probably pick up working with students. There are a decent amount of property managers around Rutgers even that do deal only with student rentals. It's not 
too much different. Like I said, it's more just about educating them on what they should expect and defining clear lines and procedures in the beginning. Based on your experience as a real estate investor and now certainly entrepreneur, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Best advice would be always, always screen your tenants, no matter if they don't have a background or not. For college students, it really pays to go onto their social media links, for instance, and look at what they're doing there. If they look like they're really rowdy and partying out all the time, you can expect some more damage on your property than if someone looked a lot calmer on their social media. With student tenants, it is hard to kind of screen them because they don't have a previous history. And that's why it is important to get a co-signer on the lease and to make sure you get the highest security deposit you can just in case something goes wrong. If not, you give it back and everybody's happy. What's the highest security deposit that you see charged or taken? For me, I can only do a month and a half max uh, per New Jersey state law. So a month and a half, the random amount. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, Make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation Podcast at com. Best ever book you've recently read? The Snowball about Warren Buffett's life. Best ever deal you've done? It was actually a small mobile home unit. We picked up real cheap on a foreclosure and it actually turned out to be a 12% ROI every year. Where's that at? It's down in South Jersey. We found it through a friend of a friend. Huh. Found it through a friend of a friend. Did your first friend tell you about their friend who had it? Is that how it worked? No. The first one is a real estate agent who passed this on to a banker who was actually dealing with it. What are the numbers on that deal? We picked it up for about 90000 and it's cash flowing close to 2600 a month with very minimal maintenance cost. Is it just parked in some mobile home park? No, actually... It's surrounded by other mobile homes, but it's not a mobile home park. Each mobile home actually has its own lot and owns the land. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? Not doing due diligence, assuming that we were going to actually get more cash flow than we actually did, just being naive and optimistic in the beginning and ended up paying too much, thinking we can get more and didn't put enough research in one of the first deals we made. Best ever way you like to give back? Right now, it's providing students with the resources and information they need to actually become informed renters and know what to expect about the process and to be able to protect themselves from getting ripped off because unfortunately in some college towns you do deal with some bad actors who are just trying to take advantage of naive people. How can the best ever listeners learn more about your company? 
you can visit us at dwell.co, that's D-W-E-L dot C-O, or type that into any social media site and we'll come up. Congrats on the launch of your company and it certainly is a service that is needed. Best of luck with your launch and your continued success. Really necessary for any landlord who is looking to rent to students to know some of the challenges that you came across so that regardless if they use your platform or not, they should be aware that one, in the lease, there should be co-signer available within the lease. Two is that you'll have one lease, but you might have up to 12 different college students on the lease. So make sure the lease is flexible enough to accommodate that. Three, there are multiple banks that are going to be sending you money. And four, to have the highest security deposit that you possibly can. So those are four tips for renting to college students that you shared with us. So thank you for that. And thank you for talking to us about your entrepreneurial venture and best of luck to you. Thank you, Joe. It was great talking to you. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com.